Good evening and welcome each and every one of you to another edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How's everybody doing? As we have got a jam-packed show, this is episode 607, just in case you're keeping score at home. Uh, We've got a great show for you because on the show today, I'm going to have my former broadcasting colleague, Brad Page, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some Memphis basketball as uh, they're getting ready to take on the Los Angeles Lakers in game three of the first round of the playoffs. But I want to remind all my listeners that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. And uh, we are brought to you by Wishbone Fried Chicken, the Mold Man, and Active Pest Control. Uh, We just have such a great show. I'm going to recap the events from yesterday as I was privileged to be at the 8th Annual High School Female Athletes of the Year Awards Luncheon at the St. Luke's Ministry Center. And I cannot thank DJ Jones and Thrift Behringer enough for inviting me and also presenting an award. I thought that was really cool that I was able to do that. And then I got to interview... Uh, WRBL's Jack Patterson, Tyler Redmond, WTVM's Jonathan Hoppy, and Tony Reese. I'm going to air those interviews later after the interview with Brad Page. And, and so it's going to be a great show. And I also had the privilege of being on Sports Visions with Thrift Behringer. And that was just a phenomenal experience. We had an all-star lineup of guests to include Jack Patterson, the Hall of Fame broadcaster Scott Miller, and the one, the only, Josh Pate. And I really was just privileged that I got to interview Josh Pate. Uh, Josh Pate's been a role model of mine. Uh, I didn't really completely follow him when he was doing the Late Kick podcast here in Columbus. Uh, When I first moved to Columbus in 2015, I knew that there was local sports talk show, but I really didn't put faces with names. I really wasn't paying attention to the sports broadcasting scene until I actually got in it in 2020. And by that time, Josh Pate already left for Nashville, uh, but I actually studied his career and how he was brought up from the press box with Bobby Z to go to WLTZ. And then also his late kick podcast. And now he's up in Nashville and he's a national star. When you think of college football, you think of Josh Pate. And it was such an honor to not only be on Sports Visions while he was a guest, but to also ask him a question. And Josh Pate always says the grind is a blessing. I don't think anybody works harder than Josh Pate. Josh Pate is just one of those media personalities that just continues grinding and it's really paid off for him. And he's had just an incredible broadcasting career up in Nashville. And I love that late kick podcast. It is such a great podcast. And he really makes college football interesting. He's covering college football right now. We're not even playing games. All right. Well, my uh, guest is waiting patiently in the green room, as you like to call it here. Um, Please welcome to the show the one, the only Brad Page. You know, Brad, it's been a long time since you've been on the show Uh, For my new listeners who don't know who Brad Page is, uh, we had a show back at Freed Harbin University back in 1999 called the Up All Night Show, and it wasn't a sports show. I mean, we actually did like late night talk show, but uh, Brad, how you been? Hey, Richard. Oh, man, it's uh, been doing good. Been doing good. Uh, Good to hear you, Richard. Um, Been been doing all right, man. It has been a while. (laughs) Uh, I remember about a year ago... um, I had you on the show like just about every week. Uh, we haven't spoken in 
20 years or haven't done anything. I actually ran into you like five years ago, but I mean, it, it was just an incredible reunion that, that we actually lost touch 20 years. I mean, can you believe that 20 years passed? Oh man, time flies so much, man, but we had a lot of fun times at Freed. I wish I could go back to those times because we had so much fun and it, it definitely was a lot of uh, good experience and um, the shows uh, were were pretty enjoyable and everything. Now, what a lot of people didn't realize that we didn't just do the up all night show. We called a baseball game <laughs> together. Yeah, you were you were my color commentator. Yeah, and, yeah. and a lot a lot's changed at Freed Harbor. They just had yeah. the music. They, yeah. they just built the new mm. uh, stadium. I I did not have an opportunity to ask you about this. You live in Jackson, Tennessee. You're a big Memphis Grizzlies fan. We'll get into the Memphis series <laughs> later with the Los Angeles Lakers. But what are the Jackson Rockabillies? Just tell my audience who the Jackson Rockabillies are. Uh, they recently uh, joined the Prospect League. Uh, so I guess you could say um, I'm a, you know, a minor league team. Um, I'm not sure if it's double-A. Is it uh, collegiate? Yeah. Is it like wood no. bat? No, no. So it's minor no. league? Yeah, it's minor league. It's, de- it's definitely minor league. Uh, the same stadium. Uh, where the Jackson Generals were playing for, uh, I guess you could say about ten years. That's right, or so. Yeah, and then before then we had the Diamond Jacks. Uh, so the Chicago Cubs were, were with the Diamond Jacks for a while, and then the Seattle Mariners were with the uh, Jackson Generals, and I think other teams uh, did join in with them. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a it's a new baseball uh, team that Jackson has. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. I think I think it's going to bring a lot of excitement. Uh, back to Jackson, the stadium hasn't been used in uh, in, in the past few years, so it's going to be good to see uh, a baseball uh, back in Jackson and 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 bring a lot of uh, exciting fans. And I remember back, I used to bring you on the show almost once a week, and we would talk Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis Tiger, well, not Memphis Tigers, uh, Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, we had a big show where we were getting ready for the Georgia-Tennessee game. I'm definitely going to have you back on when Georgia gets ready to play Tennessee, this time in Neyland. Uh, that could be a top-five matchup, and one of those teams could be representing the SEC East. Uh, but the Memphis Grizzlies, they even it up with the Lakers. No John Morant. Are they a better team without John in the lineup, Brad? I think they are because they've had this chemistry that they're used to playing with Jaw being out with, you know, with the uh, – the crazy off season that he had, you know, with the legal issues, you know, and, and everything. I think they really do come together and jaw is just not the Grizzlies. I mean, they have, of course, Jaron Jackson, who just won defensive player of the year. Um, and, uh, Tillman, as you can see, showed up big last night. They had to have other players step up, you know, like Jackson and Tillman and Bain. And of course you got Brooks who's going to run his mouth and everything and kind of be that villain. But, you got to have that dog, you know, you know, you know, uh, man- mentality to compete in the NBA. And uh, I think I think the uh, Grizzlies do show that. And it, it was definitely a must win game because going down uh, 2-0 to, uh, to Los Angeles would be tough, you know, because, you know, L.A. could definitely close it out uh, then. But they need to at least win one game, I think. In, in L.A., you know, to, to, to definitely uh, extend this series and everything. Well, I talked about this on my show yesterday. The Memphis Grizzlies are a young team. They have a lot of depth. The Lakers are old. LeBron's 38. A.D. has got some old legs. 
I think that the key is the Memphis Grizzlies has just got to run up and down the court and wear out the Lakers. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and they can, and their bench definitely has to come and play because you are missing Steven Adams. You are missing Brandon Clark. You are missing that size. But Tillman, uh, show last night, but he can provide that size and everything. And even if Moran is out, I think Tyce Jones does a good job of, uh, of stepping into that role and everything. Uh, we'll see if, if Moran does uh, – if he will be available Saturday night or not, but uh, yeah, you got to run up and down uh, to to definitely um, expose the uh, you know the, the the Lakers and everything. <clears throat> All right, so uh, as you know, the NBA playoffs are going on right now as we speak, as we are recording on Thursday night, and you have the Brooklyn Nets, which I, I said the Sixers were going to sweep the Nets. You know, things are different yeah. when it goes to the next home court. I think that the Sacramento Kings playing, you know, possibly without Domitatis Sabonis and the Warriors playing without Draymond Green, I think that evens out. I think the Warriors will win that game. And uh, that's going to be a seven-game series. I think that um, the Kings and the Warriors are going to go seven. If Memphis can get by the Lakers, you know, Brad, I'm pulling for Memphis. I was a Grizzlies fan when I briefly lived in Memphis in 2005. I, I did see LeBron put 50 on Memphis at at the FedEx Forum, I think back in 2008 when I came back to Memphis to visit. But I want to see either Memphis and Golden State or Memphis and Sacramento. Brad, did you know that I was briefly a Sacramento Kings fan from 1997 oh, to yeah, 2005? Yeah. I know you've been hanging with the Kings for a long time, and I know they've had their rough years and everything. And finally, they've had a phenomenal season, especially you know with Mike Brown being the coach, coach of the year, Mike Brown. Yes. Uh, respectfully so and i'm excited for sacramento i think it's great to have this city uh you know back in the headlines again back you know back as everybody recognizing them what a great team that they were um as they were in the past you know with chris weber mike bibby and 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 so many great players you know but but sacramento always competed in the west you know for a long time in the early 2000s and I, I think it's great uh, for, for the city and everything. And, you know, I, I love to see Sacramento and, and Memphis series. If it does happen, um, you know, it should, should, should be a great series for sure. Brad, switching gears, three years ago, I don't know if you remember, three years ago for about two months, you know, depending on what state you lived in, we were on lockdown for two months. I remember the whole month of April, and the whole month of May. Uh, unless you're an essential worker, I was an essential worker. I was, I'm in the National Guard. I got called up for COVID. Well, I work in media, so, you know, TV's yeah. never going to close down. You no were an essential worker. Right, right, right. So <laughs> my point was there were really two documentaries that we saw on TV during the pandemic. One was the Tiger King. You know, I, I just like <laughs> making fun of Joe Exotic. But the yeah. other... The other was The yeah. Last Dance. I think The Last Dance was probably the greatest documentary ever made. And I think that – I know that all the eyes were on it because that was the only thing that was on three years ago. But it was fascinating. The debate is over. It It's already done. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Uh, even the – they did a they did a poll. And Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. And the reason why – is because it's not his longevity. You know, LeBron has the scoring title, and he's 38 years old doing it at a high level. That 
Okay, LeBron has a lot of tools and talent that Michael Jordan may had a weakness, but Michael Jordan was the ultimate competitor, 6-0 in the finals. And I know that the, the knock on Michael Jordan is, well, he couldn't do it without Phil Jackson, or he couldn't do it without Scottie Pippen. But look at what Michael Jordan went through and his work ethic as a competitor and the documentary really just brought it to life. I love that documentary so much. I could just rewatch it and it it's just incredible and I just I thought about that because it showed up on my timeline that 3 years ago was the premiere of episodes 1 and 2 of The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it came at the right time. We were craving for sports with everything being shut down. And it was such a great documentary. Not only did you learn about Michael Jordan, you learned about the whole Chicago Bulls team, you know, how they came into such great dominance, you know, like they did Phil Jackson um, and Sky Pippen and all those players. And I love how they just went by game by game, especially in the finals, you know, uh, how how they approached, you know, all, all of those games. And it was such a great uh, documentary. And, um, I think it's like the best ESPN documentary uh, there is right now, for sure. A couple of takes on on The Last Dance. One, Michael Jordan tortured Scott Burrell. (laughs) We can all agree that. (laughs) And then Michael Jordan's childhood friend. Where is he in like archive footages with Michael Jordan, in pictures with Michael Jordan? You never see this guy alongside michael jordan <laughs> right that that was uh, like <laughs> oh yeah. man yeah all right well let's go ahead and switch gears because uh um, i i wasn't even paying attention i know that this weekend is the alabama spring game i know georgia had their spring game last week uh, when did tennessee have their spring game they actually had theirs last saturday and i guess about eighty thousand people were there um, i mean we are i mean Tennessee's decided about this season, and rightfully so, especially after the uh, historical season that they had last year, especially with beating Alabama um, in uh, 16 years. Um, but, uh, yeah, the uh, spring game was last uh, Saturday. Uh, you know, definitely uh, Joe Milton played, you know, for a few series. But we can see the other back of quarterbacks that they do have, and they have a great quarterback uh, class, you know, not only with Milton, but then you got uh, 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 Nico. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, but uh, he's uh, that he big a, prospect. I yeah, know. He's... Yeah, he's a false five, five star from Hawaii. Um, and uh, a lot of people are, are excited to see him play. Uh, you got Gaston Moore, a transfer from UF, uh, from, from U, UCF. And of course, Hopple knows, you know, him and his background and everything. And then you got Navy Shewer, who's, uh, he she were son. So, I mean, you got a lot of great quarterbacks there. Um, the offense is definitely going to be a, a, a little bit down, you know, with uh, losing, you know, Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, um, and Cedric Tillman. But then you still, you still got Ramel Keaton. You still got Squirrel Wright. You still got, uh, you know, some, some great and upcoming players. Uh, Jabari Small will still be the main running back. Um, the the question about Tennessee, I think, is definitely going to be the defense. How how how's the defense going to show up? Are they going to still give up about thirty or forty points a game? You know, and and Tennessee going to have enough offense to outlast these games like they were able to last year. 
Um, but uh, but Tennessee, uh, you know, I mean, they're they're looking for another great season for sure. Well, they definitely had a momentum builder beating Clemson uh, last year in the Orange Bowl, and that is something they could build off of this year. And I'm just looking at their schedule. I mean, we know about the game against Georgia. I mean, that's going to be on November the 18th. It's the second to last game of the season. But, you know, they they host Virginia. That's a win. Austin P is a win. Tennessee at Florida. I think they go into the swamp and they beat Florida. Yep. You got uh, yeah. U- UTSA, uh, uh, you know, and then you got, you know, that's well, – yeah, UTSA is, is sneaky good, though. You got to watch out for UTSA. Uh, I know that's the that's the big time school for our, our Columbus's own Rex Castillo. He's the news director here at WRBL. Mm-hmm. He's a big he's a big UTSA fan. I I want to make sure that I talk good about UTSA because I, I just don't want to hear anything from Rex. He, he might be he might be getting on saying I, I can't believe you said Tennessee is going to beat UTSA. No, that, you just better right, watch right, out. Right, right. Yeah, UTSA could sneak up on Tennessee, South Carolina, uh, uh, Texas A and M. Well, Jimbo Fisher's on the hot seat. And yep. Texas A&M had the number one recruiting class two years ago. I don't know. That, that could be a, a game that they're overlooking for that game against Alabama against Tuscaloosa. I know that Alabama actually has penciled this game on their schedule. They know yeah, what happened absolutely. in Neyland last year. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I see that as a loss, Brad. I, I think I that they're going to they're going to lose I mean, that I'm game. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a payback game, you know, for Alabama. I think Tennessee would take care of South Carolina for sure. You know, I think I think they'll take care of them uh, in, in in Knoxville. Yeah, win so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wins over Kentucky, UConn, Missouri, and Vanderbilt, which brings up the Georgia game. That could go yeah. either way. It's in Neyland yeah. Stadium. If you look at Georgia's schedule, because Georgia has a very easy schedule, no team in college football has ever won three straight national titles. So if there's a slip-up game, it would be against Tennessee in Knoxville. So a lot of Georgia fans are thinking if they're going to lose – that's the game they're going to lose. But Tennessee fans think, well, if we're going to lose to Alabama, the the other tough matchup we have is Georgia. At the worst, we might finish with two losses, but there's still a possibility that Tennessee could backdoor their way into the SEC title game and represent the East. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I know they penciled in Georgia definitely um, on, on their schedule. I mean, they're, you know, because last year they just didn't play that well. Um, in in Georgia and everything, and it should be a great game, and it could go either way for sure. Here we are, Brad, talking about college football in the I off season. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, according to yeah. Josh Pate, there's no off season. Brad, do you know who Josh Pate is? I've heard of him. I mean, he sounds a little bit familiar. I mean, everything. I've been following all of his work, but um, that just familiar. <clears throat> yeah, he is the voice of college football on the national level, and uh, yeah, like yeah. we're we're here talking about college football when they're, yeah. we're not playing games right now. But you know, right. I just wanted to mention that because we did have the spring games last week, and then Alabama right. plays their spring game uh, this take Saturday. Anything right now, and plus you got these other leagues like XFL, the USFL. Oh, are you are you a fan yeah. of the Memphis Showboats? Um, I checked them out a little bit. Um, you know, Brady White uh, is their quarterback, and uh, he, you know, he played for Memphis when he had, you know, a, uh, you know, Memphis had that great year and everything. Uh, going to the uh, 
uh, American Championship against uh, UCF and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a side to see, uh, uh, you know, the showboats back again, you know, in Memphis and everything. Um, I, have, I haven't really followed them that well, but it's good to see uh, this league uh, started up. And, you know, plus you got the XFL. So, I mean, football is definitely uh, – football, you know, it, it's great either way all around for sure, you know, with these, uh, with these fun leagues to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Brad, yeah. I went to the Liberty Bowl back in 2005 yeah. to, to see the Memphis Tigers play football. And yeah, yeah. I watched that game against the Philadelphia Stars, the Memphis Showboats, at the Liberty Bowl. That's the most fans I've ever seen in the Liberty Bowl. And even when Memphis is playing Ole Miss or they're playing like UCLA, it's still the fans were more than the fans that would be at those games. Yeah. The last time I went to the Liberty Bowl <laughs> was when I was back in high school uh, and uh, Tennessee was playing Memphis and Peyton Manning was still with Tennessee. Oh, that's right. In Memphis. That's <laughs> right. That was a, a huge upset. It was such a tough game. It was raining, you know, and, and Memphis pulled up the upset uh, that year. But it's good to see, you know, Memphis, you know, it's excited. You know, their, their fans always decide. They, they, they always come out and bring the – energy there at the Liberty Bowl, and it's good to have, um, you know, uh, football back in Memphis, uh, you know, with uh, the showboats and everything. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Brad, you know what is May 11th? May 11th. May 11th. It's it's a very special day. It's a holiday for all, all of right. us football fans. It's the NFL schedule release. Okay, okay. I mean, I knew the draft was, you know, at, at the end of this month, but, yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a great day for sure. Um, you know, it'd be uh, it'd be interesting to see where all this, you know, the uh, teams uh, play and everything. And with with you being a Tennessee Titans fan, I mean, we're not going to find out exactly <laughs> when the games are, but yeah. we do know who they're going to play. Yeah, like in in what uh, leagues they're going to play. As yeah. I'm trying to pull this up here on my phone, yeah, there we go. No, it's great. Okay, so you know your home games. You know you got the the Atlanta Falcons. You know Falcons yep. fans could make that trip up to Nashville. Yep. Although you yep. know Atlanta Falcons fans don't travel very <laughs> very much. Uh, yep. Baltimore Ravens. If if Lamar Jackson is still on the Ravens, uh, that would be right, a right, right. Good ticket to see. You got the the Carolina Panthers. I mean, we might see mm. Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Um, I think uh, they'll have a new quarterback. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. That's a uh, the revenge game part three yes, for Tennessee because you know Cincinnati beat Tennessee last year sure and Cincinnati did. beat Tennessee the year before. So Tennessee yep. is out for blood once again. They're ready to, to get of them for sure. Yeah, yep. it's a, they're long overdue to get a win over the Bengals. Yeah, absolutely. The new look Los Angeles Chargers. When I say new look, I know they still have Justin Herbert. But they have Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. You know, that's a difference maker. I think the Chargers are going to be just as good as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs this year. I, I honestly think so. I think with the healthy Derwin James, Khalil Mack, uh, Joey Bosa, their mm -hmm. defense is just as good as any defense out there. And then you also have the Seattle Seahawks. So the Titans are going to have nine home games, and they're going to have eight road games, you know, because you have yeah. that one alternate game that plays in a, the other conference. They're going to get. Geno Smith, 
and the possibly Will Anderson in the Seattle Seahawks. I think Seahawks will get Will Anderson in uh, this upcoming yeah. draft, unless he goes to the Cardinals, number three. Yeah, we got the NFL draft next week, exactly a week from today. On the 27th of April, we got the NFL draft, and I am excited. Who do you want to see the Titans get in the draft? Well, that's the question. There's been a lot of rumors that they might actually trade up. They might actually trade, you know, to the number three pick. With Arizona. Will they get a quarterback? <laughs> you, th- you think they'll get a quarterback? <laughs> that That is a lot of rumors because I, I really don't know if they think Tannenhill is the long-term answer. You know, I think, and they know Malik Willis isn't. So no, they are I, probably, <laughs> yeah. Look, it, that quarterback. I, uh, I was optimistic about Malik Willis. Um, I'm yeah. sorry to say this, Brad. He can't play. Oh, but I mean, he, yeah. He's got to get yeah. an offensive guru to just work on his mechanics and work on his fundamentals. Right, so, right. What do you think about this situation, the Tennessee Titans trade for Trey Lance? That's, that is uh, very possible, especially uh, you know with their new uh, general, man- uh, general manager uh, coming from San Francisco. You know, um, there you go. Yes, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> right. I mean, and um, I, it's definitely a possibility. Um, I can see, but but who do they give up? You know, what do they give up to? You know, to get Trey Lance? Is Derrick Henry still going to be with the Titans? You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, there there's so many questions. I mean, are they going to solidify the offensive line because you know Taylor Taylor Rawan's gone, Sidefield's gone, you know, a lot a lot of big pieces are gone. They did sign uh, Jeffrey Simmons to a you know a uh, you know a uh, a great contract and everything. So you know the, you know they're definitely you know, focused on the defense, but the question is quarterback. You know, is Tanhill really the answer? You know, or are they going to try try to find their future quarterback for sure? Because they know Willis isn't it. They did have Josh Josh Dobbs, you know, uh, uh, starting a wild card game and everything. But eventually, you know, they lost. And now he's with Cincinnati. Um, I would have loved to see Dobbs, you know, get better and better. But but hopefully he will. You know, ho- ho- hopefully he will flourish. You know, with, with, with Cincinnati or or whoever he does uh, end up in a long career and everything. Hey, hey, Brad, I I do want to plug a podcast on this show. If you're a Tennessee Titans fan, make sure you check out Tennessee Titans Talk with uh, our colleague from Freed Harmon, Nathan Spies. He is a host of that podcast. He is actually the one who got me started in the podcast business and does a great job with, uh, he calls them the fellas, they're they're his... uh, cronies or his boys like uh there's a guy named landon and a guy named big fella and a, mm-hmm. and a guy named john and i don't really know their last names they they didn't go to school with us but you know nathan speece uh he anchors that podcast and he does a great job and uh yep. it's really just an insight for tennessee titans talk <laughs> no pun intended you know we talk <laughs> tennessee titans on here because i know you're a tennessee titans fan you know and i right, i know i right. i cover a podcast in Georgia, but you know, want to give uh, Tennessee some love because uh, you guys are up north of us, and uh, yeah, just keep on being a passionate yep. Tennessee fan. <laughs> Absolutely, and Speech does a great job. You know, yeah, I've listened to a few of his episodes. Very knowledgeable. Um, you know, about the Titans, everything. He does a great job with that. Uh, with that podcast and everything. <clears throat> Yeah, I love seeing uh, Freed Hardman uh, alumni do very well. Yeah, uh, Gabe Reynolds, 
you know, he's been a frequent guest on the show. He is uh, the head coach of uh, Ezel Harding Christian High School mm-hmm. in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, a passionate basketball fan. Trying to get him on the show as yeah. uh, well. And then uh, Chris Vernon, of course. We we all know <laughs> right. Chris Vernon. He's over in Memphis uh, oh, yeah. with, Gr- oh, yeah. with Grind City Media, uh, really just keeping it real. Uh, Absolutely. Chris, Chris was a very unique personality. Uh, I had several broadcasting classes with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. he was just wildly entertaining. He would he be was. the type of person that you'd want to just sit down in the cafeteria at Freed Harmon and just have a conversation with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very proud of Chris. I mean, he, yeah, he does awesome for sure, you know, covering the Grizzlies and everything. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we, Brad, we are a, a year away from being 25 years removed from. <laughs> The Up All Night Show and free <laughs> yeah. our memories at Freed Harmon and uh, just doing everything, not just in sports broadcasting, but also in uh, just regular broadcasting, you know, because we did have a late night talk show where we interviewed great titans of this industry. I mean, Ben and Travis. I mean, look how big they are um, in the in the religious world. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in, you know, the Church of Christ. They uh, absolutely just amazing things. You know they're going to be at ministry league. They they go to to different youth rallies and conferences. And I'm proud of what Ben uh, Hayes and Travis Creasy have done with their brand, Ben and Travis. And uh, definitely got to try to get myself a Ben and Travis T-shirt somewhere. Absolutely, yeah. Got to look it up. Yeah, but uh, they've done great. And I love just <clears throat> talking you know, uh, and catching up with you and just seeing how you are doing. Are, are you still uh, working at WBBJ? Yeah, I'm still directing um, our uh, morning show on WBBJ, Good Morning West Tennessee. Um, oh, you know, nice. We have a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun in the morning, and then, and then we have a midday and a noon show. Um, so uh, WBBJ in Jackson, Tennessee, uh, you know, we have a lot of great viewers, you know, throughout through West Tennessee and um, – and, um, Everybody bears does a great job. You know, we always have fun in everything. And um, I'm also doing a little pharmacy work on the side um, and everything. So that's um, right, because you know, your dad, yeah. your dad's a pharmacist. He is. He is. He knows drugs real, real really well. <laughs> well, that sounds that <laughs> the, sounds kind of sketchy the, there. <laughs> uh, the legal drugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, the over, right. Right. The over the, the counter. He's a, he's a drug dealer, but in the good way. Oh, do you do, do <laughs> yeah. you get a conversation starter saying my dad's a drug dealer? Exactly. Now, don't quote, don't quote me on that. He's not exactly. a real drug dealer. Right, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that Brad, that's bad. I, that's bad. I, I I meant to say over the counter. You have to write a prescription. Did I mean you know if you don't if you take mm-hmm. a drug that's over the counter, but you don't have a prescription for it. It's an illegal drug. Exactly. So, you know. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but that's yeah. great that you're actually you're actually doing that. Are you doing that alongside your dad, or do you work for a different pharmaceutical company? Um, It's kind of the same pharmacy, but my dad does uh, work for some, you know, and everything. Um, they're in the Jackson area. Okay. So, yeah, I'm glad, you know, you, you, you know, do that too and everything. Still, still hanging out in Jackson. Still have the well. Um, the, I actually live in Lexington. That's right. Lexington, oh but, yeah. But go back and forth to Jackson, and Jackson's still doing okay. You know, it's still growing. You know, um, 
you know, the Jackson community is doing, you know, doing doing very well. Lexington's, uh, you know, growing as well and everything. So, How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV 835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about cars. And I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Now, I'm going to condense the show for tomorrow's episode on WQEE, mainly because I want to air the footage that I got, uh, I got some incredible sound bites from the eighth annual High School Female Athletes of the Year Awards luncheon today at the St. Luke's Ministry Center, and I want to thank DJ Jones and Thrip Berenger of Sports Visions for allowing me to not only present an award, but also to be in attendance and uh, get to know these incredible female student athletes. And it was just a great event, and they do a great job putting it on. It was presented by Affleck. Uh, they had the little plush Affleck dolls there. It was kind of cool. And uh, I enjoyed the event. And then uh, the sound bites you're going to hear later on in the show, uh, I was able to interview all four sports anchors that cover sports here in the Fountain City. That's WTVM's Jonathan Hoppy and Tony Reese, WRBL's Jack Patterson and Tyler Redman. Now, once upon a time, there was WLTZ. They used to have Channel 38 WLTZ and uh, Josh Pate. I don't know if he did sports. I think he was doing news. Uh, but Josh Pate, Dana Barker, Tyler Redman was uh, an employee there. I remember I was just seeing old archive footage. You know, Tyler Redman's been around for a while now, just uh, really grinding, just like we all are. Uh, I still just want to grind and continue to cover sports here in the Chattahoochee Valley. Uh, I've had a great day uh, being part of the St. Luke's Ministry Center Awards Luncheon and uh, being on Sports Visions with Thrift Behringer. It was just a great experience. Uh, But we are going to sign off here on the Sports Beat. 
Don't forget that tomorrow I will be on WQEE 99.1 FM from 2 to 3 right after Rod Peterson and right before Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. That's Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Uh, Such a great show. I want to thank Ryan O'Neill for giving me this opportunity to be on WQEE. And uh, I've been there for a little over a year now. And so... uh, Before I sign off, here's what's going on in the world of sports. The Columbus Rapids are taking on the Fayetteville Fury Friday night up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Both the men and the women's team are fighting for playoff spots in the NISL. The Columbus Lions started training camp yesterday, and so their home opener is going to be against the South Florida Thunder on Saturday, May the 14th on Mother's Day. And by the way, if you're a mother, you get into the Columbus Center the Columbus Civic Center, to the Lions game for free. You can't beat that deal. I don't know. I don't think my wife wants to go. Uh, But anyway, a lot of good stuff happening. And and in fact, I'm going to talk about Glenwood as they picked up their 40th victory. They defeated Bessemer Academy 13-3 in five innings, the 10-run mercy rule. And uh, Jackson Milam went 3-for-3 with a home run. And uh, the Glenwood Gators can really win a state title. And uh, I know that Thrift Behringer and I have, have expressed interest in calling some of these games. Uh, they'll have the playoffs next week, and I'm looking forward to that as well. Thank you, everybody, for watching us on Facebook Live and Twitter Live. And uh, don't forget to uh, check this show out tomorrow on WQEE. Have a good night, everybody. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text k for k Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. All right, I am Richard Holders from the Sports Beat here live at the St. Luke's Ministry Center for the 8th Annual High School Female Athletes of the Year Awards Luncheon. I'm here with WRBL sports anchor Tyler Redman. Tyler, we just had an incredible awards luncheon honoring these female student-athletes. 
What'd you think of ceremony? Well, you know, Sports Visions always does a really good job of putting these things together. I think this is the third one of the year, and every single one just gets better. The fact that they're doing this for female athletes really speaks to just how much Sports Visions does for this community, not only honoring, you know, the the I would say the, the common sports like football, basketball, baseball, but, but also to honor females, to honor the sports that you know, don't get a lot of attention says a lot. The work DJ Jones has done over the past few years, especially since I've been around here, has, has been nothing short of phenomenal. And you and Jack Patterson presented an award and being able to honor these female athletes and, and to know that there is life after high school. I mean, that we had a, a Mr. Finney, who's a lawyer, talk about NIL deals. And there's just so many opportunities for these female athletes and, and including new sports like flag football and and you have that going on as well and i think it's just incredible yeah absolutely you know the nil opens up a whole world of opportunities so great to have a speaker you know kind of educate us on that and what we need to know what athletes need to know uh jumping into college college is a new a new life i think anyone that's had that experience will tell you that i i you know when i went to college it was a whole new life for me and i wasn't even an athlete so uh, it's an exciting new time for them but yeah you're right to sit here and to to honor these girls for what they've done this year. We've seen it all year long. Uh, glad that we get to honor them and, and, you know, we get to be here for that. This is a busy time in sports. We had the River Dragons beat uh, Motor City last night. They're playing at the Civic Center on Friday. We got high school baseball playoffs coming up next week. I mean, you and Jack are going to be busy at WRBL, and then you're also going to be part of a very special event tonight at the River Center uh, honoring some uh, communications majors for Columbus. Uh, yeah, the keynote speaker just happens to be Josh Pate. Uh, you happen to know him, right? Uh, yeah, we go back a few years. Me and, me and Josh have known each other since I was probably about 16. Uh, he, he's a big mentor of mine, a good friend of mine, I would say. And, you know, to be able to see him tonight, that's going to be fun. Looking forward to, to hearing what he's got to say. You know, I've been getting advice from Josh for almost, I guess, 10 years. We're, well, yeah, we're pushing almost 10 years. So, you know, to just let him give advice to college students on what they can do, you know, after college and what they can do even during college is going to be fun to hear uh, because it's probably going to bring back some memories of him sitting me down and giving me advice one-on-one a few years ago. So looking forward to hearing him. And he's doing big things in Nashville these days with 24-7 sports. And, uh, you know, it's been fun to watch him grow. Hopefully, you know, I can pattern that success here in a few years. Tyler, keep on grinding. You're doing amazing things at WRBL, and I cannot wait just to see what you got in store uh, for the news. Uh, Before I let you go, just tell all my listeners where they can find you on social media. Sure, you can find me on social media at TylerEdmondTV on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me anywhere, anytime at WRBL.com. And, of course, you can find me on WRBL's television stream uh, any weekend at 6 and 11. All right, so typically when are you – giving the the sports at 6 and 11 on wrbl well it depends you know on most weekends i'll be there saturday and sunday that's the one time i can almost guarantee it uh and of course sporadically during the weekday whenever jack needs a fill-in day or whenever uh we need you know it's just convenient for me to be there so but i can guarantee you that i'll be on there this weekend on saturday and sunday well i look forward to it and just continue doing great coverage here in the fountain city and uh i tell you that river dragons that that gave me a, I, well, let me rephrase it. okay the river dragons beating uh motor city i mean we needed that because we got a game too big friday night you're going to be covering that game too at the columbus civic center 
I'm not sure if I'll be there or if Jack will be there. We haven't quite made sure, but one thing's for sure, we will cover it, and it will be on WRBL. The highlights will be there. And, of course, we're always pulling for the River Dragons. They got, you know, some, some playoffs to contend with here pretty soon, and we're looking forward to watching it. All right, thanks, Tyler. WRBL sports anchor Tyler Redman will be back with uh, several more media guests here at the 8th Annual High School Female Athletes of the Year Awards Luncheon presented by Sports Visions. And welcome back. I'm here at the St. Luke's Ministry Center for the 8th Annual High School Female Athletes of the Year Awards Luncheon presented by Sports Visions. I'm Richard Holders for the Sports Beat, and I'm here with WTVM sports anchor Tony Reese. Tony, what a great event. You and Jonathan Hoppy from WTVM presented an award. These female student athletes being honored today. It was quite an event put on by DJ Jones and Thrip Berenger. And I got to tell you, the food was great. The venue was great. Uh, so overall, uh, how you, how you doing today? Richard, I couldn't agree more, man. It's an honor to be here. It's a blessing. This is actually my first Sports Vision event. Every time they've had one this far, I've always been out and about doing something. So to finally be here and actually see what takes, what happens, it's an awesome experience. We have so many lovely young athletes, student athletes here, women of all generations, of all different kinds here in the city, Triaducha Valley. And it's just an honor to sit here and really recognize them today. And I really, I got chills. When I saw the video from Teresa Edwards, which, you know, as my age, Teresa Edwards is considered the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. And in fact, DJ went to college with her, a five-time Olympian and two Final Four appearances at the University of Georgia. I feel would have played in the WNBA if that was around 10 years earlier. But, man, just to hear Teresa Edwards' video conference talking to these female athletes it was just incredible it's impressive man that's what i really have heard about her before but really witnessed her today and kind of listen to her motivational message and for dj to have i was kind of flexing his butt to have like a buddy of his that actually happens to be such a legend in the community as well as the state is impressive man i love to hear and i also love the fact that uh, he had a mr finney who is a, a lawyer that usually gets on sports visions talking about nil and and basically the the legal side of sports but uh, there's opportunities for these female athletes to uh, to achieve uh, NIL deals after high school. And, and that's something that, that we didn't have when we were in high school. But I think it's just incredible that they actually have the knowledge to go pursue NIL, even if it's something small like tagging yourself at, on, on social media at a, in a local establishment and just getting free meals. I totally agree. I think NIO is still such a vast wasteland of things. Just there's so many ideas, so many different variations of it. It's still kind of people that need to understand it more. And for him to really break it down for the younger generation, and literally let them understand what they could be in store for the next level if they play at the next level, and just overall what it means, what it entails for their careers. I think it's impressive. Tony, I appreciate what you and Jonathan Hoppy do at WTVM. You guys are always grinding. We got a lot of sports covered. We got the River Dragons in the playoffs. We got high school baseball next week. Uh, before I let you go, just tell all my listeners where they could find you on social media. Yes, sir. You can follow us at WTVM Sports Leader 9 on Twitter. You can follow us, myself, at Tony Reese TV, my counterpart, Jonathan Hoppy at JHOP23, as well as our general news page, WTVM News Leader 9. All right. Thanks, Tony. All right. That was WTVM Sports Anchor Tony Reese. And we'll be back with some more media members here on the sports beat how is everybody doing richard holders from the sports beat i am live here at the st luke's ministry center once again for the eighth annual high school female athletes of the year awards luncheon presented by sports visions here with wtvm sports director jonathan hoppy he's been on the show several times and i know i interviewed the last time we had the by city awards luncheon and you had some 
pretty good inside. I mean, once again, a very successful event. DJ Jones and Thrift Behringer did an amazing job putting it on. Uh, I guess the keynote, they had a couple of keynote speakers, but Teresa Edwards, I was just blown away by that interview. And uh, Jonathan, I know you're staying busy. How have you been? Hey, I'm good. Great to be here. Like you said, Teresa Edwards, a five-time Olympic medalist. That is no joke to be in here talking to these young women and just honoring everything they did. I think it's easy to forget about all the success that they've had. You look at the Northside Patriots winning that softball state championship in their backyard here down at South Commons. That's always a huge deal. So great to see them recognized and several other of these young women that we've covered throughout the year and it's great to get them all in one location hopefully they can network with each other too and and try to stick together here as they leave the columbus area and you've covered them at the high school level i've had an opportunity to call some of their basketball games i mean we've had some amazing female athletes that weren't honored tonight like central's jabria Lindsay. but you also have a team like pacelli flag football i mean this is really the first time that that girls flag football has really taken into fruition and we're able to honor not just the basketball players but the softball players and flag football and volleyball and and gymnastics it's just incredible and and it's well deserved and and i'm just wish nothing but the best of luck to these female student athletes yeah we're really glad that sports visions continues to do this they say the eighth year now so there is a strong collection of it, and, and we're seeing that continue into the spring uh, with some some good softball teams. you got to watch out for Central Softball. I know we're keeping our eyes on, on what they've been able to do, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Several tennis teams, soccer teams on the girls' side of things that uh, have been really impressive, and that's something we try to highlight. And uh, just a, a strong, strong group in this area. And one player in particular, I'm glad that she was able to get honored, was Michaela Johnson, the basketball player from Hardaway that had just an incredible run to the Final Four. It was great to see Coach Kim Ellison and Kelly Ellison here. I mean, what an incredible story. that You have these two sisters. But Kim Ellison led the Brookstone Lady Cougars to the championship game, and Kelly Ellison led the Hardaway Lady Hawks to the Final Four. Yeah, we had them in studio right before that run, and they were just sort of going back and forth with each other. You can tell that uh, they've leaned on each other, and to be the last two teams standing in the Columbus area, regardless of league, private, public, that was something special. Now, unfortunately, they both came up a little bit short, but hey, I think they'll both be here for years to come. So great to see them out here. Great to see the the players on their teams recognized. And uh, like I said, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We could go on for days about some of these coaches and young student athletes. Also, Jonathan, I want to recognize you because you did a phenomenal job as the color commentator alongside uh, Tom Callahan for the River Dragons broadcast on WTVM. Thank you. Yeah, we've enjoyed partnering with uh, the River Dragons, and that was really cool to get them on uh, – on broadcast television uh, i think everybody enjoyed it our team did a great job you know the ability to to broadcast a sporting event is not something that tv stations do normally so it took a lot of hard work and it wasn't perfect but everybody worked really hard and hey maybe the river dragons can uh, make it all the way to the championship and you never know oh that would be exciting they the hard part is done they got the road victory over motor city and then they could close it out game two this Friday night at the Columbus Civic Center. Yeah, let's get it closed out Friday. We don't want to play Saturday. Let's get it closed out Friday, and then uh, hopefully it's a rematch with Carolina. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Jonathan, for just taking the time out of your busy schedule and just giving me a couple of good sound bites. You're always a great guest on the Sports Beat, and uh, just keep grinding and doing great things for WTVM. 
Thanks, man. And if we don't see you before, have a great summer. But uh, we might talk about hopefully some some spring state championships coming up. Oh, absolutely. WTVM sports director Jonathan Hoppy, and uh, he's been really patient. This guy. I, I normally I, I close my segments, but I'm kind of getting these two back to back because this is really the dream team in the Fountain City. And uh, Jack, it's not every day that you get to be on my show twice in one week. Uh, you were on as a guest earlier in the week, but. What a great event. A WRBL sports director. I mean, he is a man with no introduction. He, he does need no introduction. Jack Patterson, he does it all. Uh, born and raised here in Columbus, went to Shaw, played tennis at Shaw, and then, you know, worked in the newsroom for, what, a, a decade? And then you uh, were underneath Rex Castillo. And then uh, recently, uh, in, what, October or November, you got the official title of a sports director at WRBL. But, Jack, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. Events like this is always a fun time, so it's hard to have a bad time when you're out here getting the opportunity to recognize these amazing student athletes. And, you know, we're going to recognize a lot of great female athletes in the Chattahoochee Valley, so it's definitely a good day. And you and Tyler Redman are always grinding. You were able to present some awards. We had some specialty awards. These female student athletes are well-deserved, and I was just glad to be part of this event alongside uh, the media here in the Fountain City. Absolutely. You know, a big shout out goes to DJ Jones, Dale Williams and Thrift Barringer. All the hard work they do with Sports Visions to be able to have something like this, because I could I was you know, when I was in high school, we didn't have anything like this. It wasn't until Dale and DJ started Sports Visions just after I graduated where we started having stuff like this. And, you know, here we are, you know, this is the eighth edition of the female athletes. And, you know, able to have so much of this go on is such a huge huge deal and to be able to recognize these student athletes and be able to have them in a positive spotlight that's so very important especially in today's world and jack i have you on for a couple of seconds and by the way thank you for taking time out of your busy scheduling this event is already wrapped up you got the workers out here just cleaning off tables and yet you're still here because you know you, you, that's what you do. I mean, you're willing to come on my show anytime, and, and I just appreciate you as a person, Jack, and just able to understand what I'm trying to do here. And I just thank you so much just for being here on the show once again and, and giving me good sound bites. Man, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here to, you know, spread positivity and, you know, I see what you're trying to do and I applaud everything you're trying to do because, you know, whether it's with the Rapids or with all the games that you've called and what you're trying to do as we go forward into the year. I know you got a lot of big things planned. You know, that's important, too. You play just of a bigger role in the media as I do, as Tyler does, as Hoppy does, as Tony Reese does. You know, you're just as big a part of our sports media you know, landscape in the Chattahoochee Valley as anybody else because you're covering some of the things that we don't get an opportunity to get to on TV. That is extremely important. So most definitely, I'm going to take time out to come chop it up with you for a little bit. And Jack, I'm also looking forward to seeing you in a couple hours. Probably the biggest episode of Sports Visions that I could remember. First of all, I'm going to be on the show. Thrift is giving me the opportunity just to sit in and be on the show. But we got DJ Jones because he's on his way to Tampa. He's going to be on remote satellite. Then you got yourself. You're always a great guest every week. And then Hall of Fame broadcaster Scott Miller and the Josh Pate. Uh, that is what you call an all-star lineup, Richard. I mean, you know, I look up, I've looked up to Scott Miller. I, when I was a kid, I used to listen to his games on um, 540 back when CSU was on WDAK. And, you know, and to be able to work with him and get to know him personally, you know, it's a thrill of a lifetime. And then 
you know, to be able to see Josh Pate, you know, I got to, you know, I was here when, you know, the late kick started, you know, and I got to see it rise and I got to see all the work he put in and, you know, to see him now as one of the preeminent voices in college football, you know, working for 24 seven and for CBS, like that's a huge freaking deal for straight out of Harris County. You know, I look up to Josh Pate, you know, is hoping that, you know, that can be me one day. So to have that, like I said, that's an all-star lineup. And of course, DJ is an all-star in his own right. So, you know, you know, I, I, I'm batting clean up compared to all those guys for sure. Oh, but Jack, I always enjoy your segments because you really keep it real to Columbus. You break down the River Dragons. But what a win by the River Dragons yesterday, by the way, against Motor City. That was a must win for the River Dragons against Motor City. You know, that game, it was tough. You know, Motor City led a good chunk of that game, and the River Dragons came back towards the end and, got, and you know, snagged the win, which is huge. The series comes down here to Columbus on Friday, and you you got two chances to get one win. And if I'm Columbus, I'm trying to get that win Friday night, rest up, because especially if Carolina wins their series, and I don't know the status of that series, but that would be who they would place next to winner in the Carolina series with um, Port Huron. So, you know, either you're going to have Carolina coming here for game one or you're traveling all the way up to Port Huron. So you definitely want to get that rest. That first win, now you got two chances to get a win. So you have the opportunity to get that get things taken care of Friday night here at the Civic Center. That is a huge, huge, huge deal, especially with what may come ahead in the Commissioner's Cup semifinals. You're going to play the winner of the Carolina-Port Huron series, and if Port Huron wins, you're traveling all the way back up to Michigan for Game 1, and if Carolina wins, Game 1 will be here, but either way, you know, you got to build some momentum, especially with, you know, the topsy-turvy way, the way the regular season ended it, and especially, you know, Carolina coming back and winning division title on home ice. So you definitely want to build as much momentum as you can heading into that semifinal series, regardless of who you're facing, whether it be Carolina or Port Huron. But it's definitely, definitely, definitely a huge deal. And Friday is a huge, huge game for not, I mean, obviously for Motor City because they're trying to stay alive, but the River Dragons get some rest and build some momentum. Jack, uh, before I let you go, I, I do want to talk a little bit about high school baseball in Columbus because uh, you went to Shaw. You know, Shaw won a state title in 2001. They're doing great, by the way, 19 and 10. And they're heading into the playoffs with a lot of momentum. I happened to be at the Northside Columbus game on the campus of Columbus High yesterday. That place was packed. I was in awe of the stadium. All those plaques led by legendary head coach Bobby Howard. And, of course, they have Frank Thomas's number. Retired. He's got the plaque there. So much tradition and history from both schools. Northside winning a state title in 2019. I mean, this is a non-region game. We're getting ready for the playoffs. Region play is already done. And yet you have a packed house with Northside and Columbus yesterday. It was incredible. Richard, it doesn't matter whether it's a region game or a non-region game. Anytime you put Columbus and Northside together, it doesn't matter the sport, but especially baseball, it's going to be a packed house, okay? I don't care if it's football, basketball, soccer, tennis, track, it doesn't matter. You're going to have a packed house, and those are two of the preeminent squads here in the Chattahoochee Valley. You know, legendary, you know, Columbus High has a gazillion state titles and then of course Northside you mentioned winning a state title a few years ago as well and both have pretty solid teams this year so of course it's going to be a packed house and you know you talk about high school baseball around here we're getting ready for the playoffs so a lot to look forward to in the next couple of weeks as we're going to see who's going to be on the road to try to win a state title all right Jack before I get you out of here to tell all my listeners where they can find you on social media you can follow me on social media on Twitter at Jay Patterson TV, and you can follow the News 3 Sports team at WRBL Sports on Twitter and WRBL News 3 Sports on Facebook. 
Thank you, Jack Patterson, for taking time out of your busy schedule and being on the show twice in one week. I'm just excited. I appreciate you as always, Richard. All right, thanks. That was WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Sports Beat. I hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday. Bye.